You've heard me talk about Future Farm Botanicals' custom organic herbal supplement blends crafted from the finest raw ingredients. Now through September 7th, you can take advantage of Future Farm's immune support and heart health supplement sale. Buy two bottles of elderberry with zinc and echinacea and get Black for Health Liposome Complex free, a $32.95 value. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is a natural solution created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Black for Health Liposome Complex is an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. You can get Black for Health Liposome Complex free when you purchase two bottles of Future Farms Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea through September 7th. To order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture, P-H-A-R-M myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking today to Dr. Tina Bodwin. She's a naturopathic physician. Uh, she has a practice in New Hampshire, Health Strong Integrative Medicine. And in fact, she is currently serving as the president of the New Hampshire Association of Naturopathic Doctors. Um, she also, uh, is a frequent, uh, lecturer to the public and in corporate settings, um, cause her interest is in environmental health. And as a corollary to that, well, she's concerned about our water supply, uh, in part one, we covered quite a lot of water hazards, but, uh, we didn't really, uh, focus on the subject of, uh, lead, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, uh, some of these undesirable, uh, contaminants. So tell us about that. Okay. You should see me at parties. I go over well. <laughs> yeah. Well, please don't drink the water, right? <laughs> exactly. So let's start uh, with one of the biggies, arsenic. Arsenic is um, arsenic is number one on the ATSDR, so the Agency for Toxic Substances. It's number one on the hit list um, as its exposure and damage in, are at the highest on the list in water is where you have your highest exposure to arsenic. We've seen it all over the news in the, you know, maybe the last decade. You know, there's uh, chicken contaminated, rice contaminated, grape juice, apple juice, all have elevated levels of arsenic. And even still, your water that you're drinking is the highest level, is the greatest place where you're going to get exposed. Huh. And so... It, it, uh, Tina, uh, is this regional? Because, you know, we know, for example, there are places in India where the soil is... Oh, just for the United States. Yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, so so it's mm -hmm. not a offshore problem. This is local and well documented. Does it depend on where you live, or is this just it a can, ubiquitous problem? It, it does depend on where you live, and I live in New Hampshire, and so we have a lot of granite and bedrock, oh, okay. and so there's a lot of naturally occurring arsenic, mm -hmm. and we have some great resources because we have some hot spots in New Hampshire for this reason. Um, in Dartmouth, Dartmouth EDU has a great resource on well water mm -hmm. and testing and a toolkit for those of you who have well water, um, and so it is regional, well, and there's great university maps. there, so uh, I guess they're on it. They are. <laughs> and so it, it does matter what parts you live in. And there's an easy resource on ewg.org. You can easily look up arsenic on environmentalworkinggroup.org and you can mm -hmm. see where the hot spots are for arsenic. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why, and actually, so we have some data on it, public wells. So the limit right now on 
um, arsenic in the water is at 10 parts per billion. New Jersey um, has a lower limit they're at five parts per billion. While the EPA sets the standards, many states can go for primacy and uh, they get funding and they're responsible for enforcing uh, within their state the Safe Drinking Water Act. And they can set, as long as they can set the same standards or even more stringent standards um, than are set by the EPA and Jersey opted to lower it. So yay on that one. Are there some states that are just, forget about it, they don't uh, enforce standards at all with very very well uh, they they rely on the EPA so they decided not to take the extra funding okay. and responsibility sure okay. and so arsenic and we have there's a significant portion of the United States um, that have public wells so almost a third of um, Americans about a hundred million people mm -hmm. um, have public wells as the source of drinking water and between 1993 and 2007 we found 10% of sampled wells are above those legal limits of the 10 parts per billion, not even yep. so the healthier. So this is a little counterintuitive because you think, oh my goodness, I don't have that municipal, lousy municipal water supply. I have a, my own pristine private well with artesian water from deep in the aquifer. That could be a problem. I think you, you bring up a great, great point. 43 million Americans have private wells. Mm -hmm. And when they send off their tests, they might be testing for a dozen contaminants. That's by no means um, enough. Hmm. Absolutely not. And you also want to make sure you're testing with a laboratory that's not the same one as those that are going to be installing your filtration devices. Yeah, you want a separation they, they It's sort of a, a pay-to-play kind of thing where mm -hmm. they, in effect, they use the results to uh, market a, one or another water filters that they propose, mm -hmm. usually expensive one. Yes. Yeah. All right, so what happens when you have too much arsenic in your water, long-term exposure? We know there's bladder, lung, and skin cancer. Uh, increased association with uh, liver and, and prostate cancer, heart and lung disease, diabetes, uh, lowered immune function, poor brain function in children, skin lesions, and endocrine disruption. We see endocrine disruption at 0.7 parts per billion, and the regulation is at 10. Wow. So... Unfortunately, the, the regulations are, are based on what's feasible or, you know, I'm doing quotes around that and not necessarily on health guidelines. And, and you know, one of the points that's made whenever we talk about environmental uh, contaminants is that uh, they've been studied individually and their thresholds set for levels uh, safety, uh, you know, with an individual constituent like like chlorine or fluoride or lead or arsenic but they have a synergy they you know when one plus one could equal 10 in terms of their synergistic actions uh if they have an adverse uh, endocrine effect for example you bring up a great point and we don't know it's, it's very difficult to study the synergy of these and especially within the human body and the vast amounts of pathways they can affect but even looking at these individually they're they're quite concerning in the synergy of them you're absolutely correct is is uh compounding the health impact mm -hmm. so let's uh, move on to another thing in the news lead uh, you know, I recall doing an interview with a, a Dr. Needleman back in the 1980s. And guess where he was from? He was from UMDNJ in Newark, New Jersey. And he was the first oh. to call attention to the adverse neurotoxic effects, the effects of, on kids uh, 
behavior and intelligence of high levels of lead. And this was in the you know 1970s, 1980s that he brought this to light. Here we are, fast forward to 2019, and there's still a ton of lead in, in Newark where we've known about it for 50 years. Horrible. And I was... In, in preparing for this, I looked at what's happening there and their lead levels. And so the lead levels, so the rule on lead is um, the numbers here for uh, must be under 15 parts per billion. And so there's also a rule. The lead rule is that you only have to have water must be under 15 parts per billion in 90% of the samples. So you could have 10% skyrocketing and still meet the lead rule. And we know that there is no safe level of lead in children, right. clearly. In it, Newark... It's absurd to talk about you know, what's the safe level. The safe yeah. level is there shouldn't be any, right? Yeah, no lead. And it's not a tough contaminant to get out of the water. Um, but the problem is, is the pipes. And so in Newark, um, I saw highest level reached of 200, and this is from 2015 data, of 267 parts per billion when the rule is 15. Whoa. And so, yeah, so, and then we saw in the Newark Water Department serving 273,039 parts per billion, um, just very high numbers. In Flint, those numbers were up to 700. Right, that's the, the, uh, the, where the, the real disaster occurred. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, you know, 249, that's up there. Uh, you that's, know, I wouldn't want my kids to be exposed to more than five. Exactly. Um, and so the Newark education workers and the NRDC are working together to, well, to at least get, not everybody even there is getting the bottled water, which is not the best solution, but it's better than having your kids drinking contaminated water, especially for the children and the pregnant women um, who are going to be most affected. Okay. There's also uh, mercury. There's some cadmium in water supplies at times. There's mercury, yes. The mercury isn't as big a problem in our tap water. Okay. Where we see it as a big problem, and one of the reasons I brought it up, and it was actually, hopefully it's motivate some folks, and especially when it comes to power sources, um, fuel, um, to know that these things matter and how they're going to impact your health. So um, the greatest source of mercury in our biosphere and our communities is by human origin. And two-thirds of the mercury entering the environment is coming from industrial plants, coal burning, and Generators. Mm -hmm. And so we see this in New England. Some We only have one coal power plant, which we're trying to shut down in, in New Hampshire. The big reason is more than half the mercury that we're seeing is from coal burning plants. And we see mm -hmm. the coal burning plants bring that right up and dump it on New York and New England. And why I'm pointing this out is for all those nature lovers, for everybody out there, we now have uh, mercury contaminates every state in the country, our waterways, our rivers, and now even there's Atlantic and Gulf Coast fish advisories. Hmm. One out of four streams in the United States has mercury, methylmercury concentrations that are above um, health, that will cause health hazards. One in four. This, this is not about water, but I recently uh, interviewed Dr. Rene Dufault, uh, who uh, wrote a book about uh, the uh, contamination of high fructose corn syrup and other corn-derived sweeteners uh, mm -hmm. with mercury because of the chloralkali uh, processing that's necessary for uh, refining these products and that they're they're sort of a trojan horse for mercury as well not as much as the coal-fired plants uh, but people who consume lots of high fructose corn syrup they're getting a real 
calorie wallop, uh, they're also getting uh, a substantial amount of mercury. They are. It's a great point of the high fructose corn syrup. So whether they're eating a fish caught in their local stream or they're drinking their sweetened beverage, um, they're getting the impacts of long term or of mercury exposure, mm-hmm. headaches, muscle aches, irritability, depression, uh, autoimmunity, which is skyrocketing cardiovascular disease, cognitive defects, memory loss. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, childhood behavioral problems and you know, certainly autism has been linked to mercury exposure. Um, so uh, I think we've gone through quite a list of perils in the water supply. So I want to concentrate for the, for the remaining time on A, how to test, and B, how to uh, economically and practically minimize risk. There's no way to completely mitigate your risk unless you, I don't know, maybe you have, uh, you know, like a, build an entire house, which is like a, a water detoxification plant next to your house at a cost of, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, is there a practical solution for people who are concerned about toxicity? Should they take a, should they test their water first to determine what the problems are and then key the solutions to what the contaminants are? Those are great questions. So there's two options for people who are on public, um, public tap water, go to ewg.org backslash tap water and you can type in your zip code and see the main contaminants in your area. Mm -hmm. Uh, even better. Um, you can ask for, you can go on, you can Google and look up your consumer confidence report and see your, your, um, municipal water supply report. Know what's in your drinking water. Know if they're, uh, if the levels are above. And know again, we're talking just a hundred maybe chemicals out of a thousand. So, Keep that in perspective. So those are good starting points. If you have well water, um, I would absolutely send it off to a reputable lab for uh, testing. There's two that I use. Um, I use national testing laboratories or car labs are the two ones that that I recommended my patients I've sent had them sent off I had one I also do the heavy metal testing I had one patient who came back with elevated uranium I said where is that coming from yes I I hadn't seen that one before and so that was we had her water tested and she had elevated levels of uranium again we're I'm in New England and we have a lot of granite and radon which Mm -hmm. uh, becomes uranium so um, use one of those two labs to test your water if you have well water. So it wasn't left over from the Manhattan Project or, you know, like some kind <laughs> no. of uh, effort to build a bomb. It was, uh, you know, just it's in there. Naturally it's in, occurring. It's in, yeah. yeah. Especially in old granite deposits uh, like radon. Radon also can come out of that. Um, okay. So so that's the, the, the testing. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, that's 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com, that's ntfactor.com. 
So what are the pros and cons of the different types of, of filters? Because it's really no, not one size fits all. Uh, kind of depends on what you want to get out of there. Uh, and, you know, maybe a combination of filters makes sense. It, nowadays, you do need a combination of filters because think of just some of the, you know, a few of the contaminants we've discussed. You're, there's not going to be one medium that's going to remove all of those contaminants. Mm -hmm. You have radionucleotides, you have volatile organic chemicals, you have fluoride, you have um, drug residues, uh, the heavy metals. They're all, they, so carbon filters are not going to filter everything. You need different mediums carbon to tackle. Carbon works for chlorine a little bit though, doesn't it? Chlorine's actually not the harder one to filter Chlor okay. chloramine is so yes so there are different types of carbon filters so the big question most folks have is um well what i see a lot is people ask about refrigerators i say refrigerator filters are, are not a reliable filter first you can't clean them clean the yep. componentry and mold and other things and bacteria can build up in there mm -hmm. um and they're going to use the che cheapest possible uh media to filter um, and then you have your sink and your pitchers uh, you know the little ones you attach onto yeah, your faucet yeah, the, the Brita filter or you know right. yeah and so those are those are pretty rudimentary if you can't afford anything out of your budget besides those then do that mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you talk about some options if you can um, if you're able to spend some resources on fil filtering your water uh, from as many contaminants as possible and you can have an on the counter, under the counter, point of use. My first recommendation for the budget is get a point of use filter for the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so you can get one under the sink or over. I got one installed under the sink. I took out the soap dispenser mm -hmm. instead of drilling another hole. I have a nice little spout that comes out. We, we just replaced our hot, we had a hot water dispenser and nobody ever mm -hmm. used it. You know, like, okay, if you want hot water, fine, you know, just microwave it or, you know, put it on the, put it in the kettle. So we just took that out and there was a hole in the, in the sink and there was space under the sink and we put a filtration system under the sink. Oh, good. Perfect. It's a, it's a great it's a, solution. It's a little bit, I think it's a little better than those little numbers that you put on the faucet because that doesn't uh, allow for a very big or efficient filter. Oh, no. The, yeah, those are, if you have, if you absolutely can't spare any out of the budget, um, get those as a minimum, but really they're doing almost, they're doing very little to filter your water. So I, I don't recommend them. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can, you want a multi-stage filter. The big questions I see are uh, beyond, you know, the very basics are um, reverse osmosis yep. or multiple cartridges. So there's benefits of reverse osmosis. It's not something I recommend because I don't think in, it's environmentally um feasible. So even though it does a good job at filtering many things like arsenic, fluoride, hexavalent chromium, nitrates, um, it doesn't remove chlorine, chloramine, radioactive gases, mm -hmm. trihalomethanes. And so you don't typically see reverse osmosis by itself. You're also going to see it with a carbon filtration system as well. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it wastes water. It's, for every one gallon, you mm -hmm. might waste three gallons of water. Oh. We can't do that in 2019. That is not feasible. Okay. I, um, I need to know that. That's a revelation to me. Yeah. Yeah, so it used to be even worse. It used to waste up to 20 gallons, but I think the average now is about three gallons. But again, the reverse osmosis, you're still going to need those other filtrations, the, mm -hmm. you know, the activated carbon. Mm -hmm. So there's different types of carbon. My best recommendation, there's coal, wood-based, and coconut. If you can get a, a filtration option that uses all three, you're going to remove more contaminants. Mm. 
Coconut shell based carbon filtration is uh, better for the widest variety, but you still want different um, size, larger pores, mm -hmm. medium pores, and then the micro pores. So carbon filters are important. You don't want a granulated carbon as a filter. You want a carbon block because you don't want contaminants to go around the granules. Mm -hmm. The optimal microns for um, your um, is 0.5 microns. That's the particle optimal. size. So, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. I mean, if it's so it it's can't like go a, through that. It's like a sieve, yeah. and if there are big holes in the sieve, then yeah. particles get through. Exactly. And then you always need catalytic carbon. So you need it to be charged to effectively remove chloramine. Um, and it's much more effective at grabbing other contaminants. You want catalytic carbon. Chloramine is hardest of all to get out of there, right? I've heard. Chloramine is, and if you're if you're able to have, and the nice thing is, you can have an impact at your local town and state because uh, to create change, if you have contaminants or you have filtration systems that aren't opt, you know, that aren't serving the community as well as they could, you can help um, create change at that level. So, actually, one of the best things to do is to become an activist in your community uh, and demand more stringent uh, controls and testing of the water at its source because if they have really industrial strength uh, scrubbers uh, that uh, the average homeowner can't can't afford and if they you know what they put through the pipes comes to you relatively uh, uh, screened uh, you have less of a responsibility to clean it up yourself. Exactly. We're paying taxes for, for clean water. Oh, and, and, and steep water fees. In most yes. Places. And so we're not only paying taxes in general, we're on top of that have, have our water bills. Yep. And so, um, but also with the rise of chronic disease, and we know there's significant health impacts of these contaminants, you know, it saves the community and the individuals an immense amount of time, resources, and suffering in being proactive and having better water quality. You know, Tina, one thing we didn't talk, we mentioned it in passing, uh, the effect of medications, you know, so many people, you know, flush their birth control pills down the toilet. Uh, you know, maybe they decided not to take their Lexapro anymore and they flush that down the toilet. Uh, you know, all kinds of things, uh, get, you know, thrown down the toilet. Uh, pain medications, uh, you name it. And uh, they reach appreciable levels in the municipal water supplies. For some reason, it, it seems to be kind of hard to keep those out. They do. And actually, when I was looking, I wanted to look to see how the New York City water and the New Jersey water were. I saw that there were testosterone in some of your water <laughs> supplies. So we're seeing SSRIs, anxiety meds, hormones. Um, we're seeing uh, phthalates, BPAs, artificial sweeteners, definitely seeing Roundup and glyphosates, oh. um, herbicides, pesticides. So we just, you know, touched on a, a few biggies, but there's many out there. Yeah. Well, is uh, one type of filter, uh, do carbon filters help to eliminate some of that? Carbon do. You want multimedia. And when you're looking at them, a good testing, uh, a good question is you want to see how they... Um, how they're uh, how they remove chloramine, radionucleotides, and fluoride. Those are the most challenging things to filter. So if you're looking to vet your filtration company, you're looking to buy one, you can buy a really good filter mm -hmm. for five hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, uh -huh. that's what I was going to ask you. Is give give, give yeah. us a price point. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, it, so yeah, I want to point out it, that there's a lot of confusion out there, and I think some of these companies maybe 
you know, are they overselling us on water purification systems in some cases? Because, uh, you know, there just was an expose about, you know, people getting more bandwidth, like, you know, I need more bandwidth, you know, for my, uh, you know, for my, uh, all my devices in my house. And, the, you know, and the vast majority of people only use a small fraction of what they pay for. Uh, is there a similar situation when it comes to water filters? Can you, can you over, do it and, you know, get a system like a $5,000 system when, yeah, you can get by. No, well, if you're going with a reputable one, no. But also on some of those, like some on the specialized home water filtration systems, the whole house, you can, you know, spit, drop 10000 quite easily. Um, but you also want to go with one that could, they're, if they're using reverse osmosis and multiple cartridges of whether it's ZLI, catalytic uh, carbon, and all these other media, um, they're also likely to have um, a remake mineralization because you don't want dead water either you right. you know you don't want very acidic water yeah that, um, that's actually another point is that some people say well i use distilled water that's the because there's nothing in it is, mm -hmm. is that a misconception well it's not that there's nothing in it so if it's distilled it means there's no bugs in it but you're still going to have volatile organic compounds so that it's not taking away everything so distilled it's water the minerals though and the mineral we actually mm -hmm. want minerals in our water we do and so I, I go with one that actually has a bit of remineralization in the media as well. Mm -hmm. So it has multimedia and um, also allows for remineralization. It puts back some essential minerals like mm -hmm. uh, magnesium especially would be an important one, right? Mm -hmm. Well, on this one, it's specifically um, sodium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's you know because that's soft water versus hard water and... You know, uh, if certain parts of the country, the water is too hard. Certain parts of the country, the water is too soft, you know. And so what's the deal on that? So that's a good question. Again, you're going to want to look at uh, so different filtrations. If you're able to go with this, you know, a very high-end specialty one, they're going to do it based on your specific region and contaminants. If you go for a generalized one, you want to, um, you know, look at your look at your EWG definitely to see the contaminants because you want to be able to ask, okay, I know radionucleotides, trihalomethanes, and I know in my town they're using chloramines. So I'll know what I have to look for in vetting a, a filtration company. Mm -hmm. And when you do look and you see their stats, you can call these companies if you want to. You want to know what the levels of the contaminants were before mm -hmm. and after of fluoride and chloramine or any radionucleotides. So those are the three toughest. You want the levels before and after they their filter was used. Because they might be very low, very low levels and only one contaminant at a time to test their filter. And again, that's not going to account for synergy. Mm-hmm. Um and and one final topic is you know a lot of people say well I don't I'm not drinking that tap water yuck you know it's got all kinds of chemicals in it I think that's become a, a popular notion so people you know will grab uh, a plastic bottle of uh, mineral water uh, or if they're smart they'll get a glass bottle is there a lot of variability and do some of those uh, contain fluoride for example or due to other contaminants. <laughs> They do. There's a good question. I definitely do not recommend bottled water, definitely not plastic bottled water. But we just saw recent reports. I think it was they found um, uh, Whole Foods had elevated levels of arsenic in their bottled water. Hmm. Um, we're seeing it also in the Keurig Dr. Pepper. Um, so I wouldn't, bottled water is no safer than tap water um, as a whole. There'll be some very high specialty waters, you know, but you're paying, you know, $4 for a premium right. pure water and glass. And that's, and that's not sustainable. 
Right. I, I mean, it's bad environmentally. I mean, it's it's uh, expensive uh, to ship. Uh, you know, high carbon footprint uh, and wasteful. Um, but um, it, it, and I've heard that some of the the the, the spa waters, you know, they just you know, they just use a municipal water supply uh, and then put some bubbles in it. <laughs> they do, and they call it better than tap. You know, tap overall, I'd say, is still better than bottled water, uh, a thousand percent. The the filter when it's filtered and you know if the source is the proper source where it's been properly uh, analyzed and vetted. Uh, okay, well, uh, scary information, but a wealth of information about how to uh, abate the problem. Uh, and you know, I really got to commend you for doing a deep dive on the subject because you know, on the one hand, you know, you're working one on one with patients. Uh, to help them with their sometimes challenging health problems. But uh, getting the information out about this can uh, save uh, thousands and millions of people from the ravages of all kinds of mysterious diseases that afflict us these days. So uh, great job in getting the word out. Where can people get more information? About water. About water. About, about water. Yeah, do you have a do you have a website? Have you put out some of this information? Um, I will be updating the Health Strong Integrative Medicine site shortly with additional resources on filtration technologies, what to look for, um, and how to um, uh, safely bring in uh, safely filter water in your home. So that's healthstrongim.com. Okay, and you uh, as a practitioner, other resources, the ewg.org is great. Um, okay. So you can definitely use that. And also the your local um, consumer confidence reports are good places to start. And NRDC as well, you mentioned earlier. Wealth of knowledge. Right. And you uh, are a practitioner. And uh, you know, for a listening audience, you know, people all over the country, all over the world listen to this podcast. Uh, do you accept patients from uh, outside the environs of New Hampshire? Do you work with people long distance <laughs> sometimes? I do. Great. Can you give out the information about that practice? They can. They can contact at. Um, they can contact me at info at healthstrongim.org or find us on the web at healthstrong the letter i the letter m dot com. I'm sorry dot com, um, or call us at six zero three two six zero fifteen forty five. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tina, for uh, updating us on this uh, timely subject, and you know we wish. Uh, for a quick resolution of the problems in Newark, but they're only symptomatic of problems uh, across the country and around the world. Well, it's been a real a privilege to be on your show, and thank you for all the work you're doing. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.